Houston. Hello and welcome to Everyday in Unidir, a podcast that has no reason to exist and uh, continues to do so anyway. Um, as usual, I'm your host, Lee. And with me, as always, is Man About Town, Pete. Um, hello, and neither do we have reasons to exist, but we do continue on. Um, yeah. Although you do to some extent, you know, being a father. Yeah, you know. Sort of. You thought it would be fine anyway. without <laughs> <laughs> in time. Um, <sighs> so, uh, b- before, we, before we begin, I just want to point out Pete's got blueberries. So, if you hear some uh, clanking and clicking and, you know, chewing that gets through the edits, uh, yep. you can blame Pete. You can write or, to us on Twitter and complain editing. about it. It's one or the other. Well, I think you know, we should start blaming you first for for poor sound quality before me because I do what I can to improve the sound quality. But um, uh, if you uh, heard our last podcast, you know you can uh, donate some money. You can buy Pete coffee. <laughs> wow. That's, that's um, off, off, uh, straight off the, uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what did I say in running? Straight off the fucking legs. <laughs> the, what are they called? Straight yeah, out of the blocks. Yes, that's it. Straight out of the blocks. Christ Almighty. <laughs> uh, and then uh, also, obviously, you can follow us on Twitter and like us on iTunes, which still no one has done. There's no one's so, done that. You know. no, no one could give a shit about helping us out with our little attempt at some sort of creative output during the global pandemic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, no worries. It's only free to write a review. It takes 30 seconds, <laughs> but, you know, wouldn't want to put you out. You're going you're gonna to go back into the... Uh, Complaining about the audience again, are you? I, th- I think they know what I think about them. I don't think it's r- oh, think it's necessary. <laughs> they enough. know that I hold them right. in disdain. But uh, how has your week been, Pete? What have you been uh, doing? Um, pretty much FA until Friday, and uh, then I <laughs> then the move, the long-awaited move, Ooh. did take place. Um, and a did you uh, stand between two men at a pit stop rest stop. pit stop now <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, with Formula 6 sort of you know net, net. and actually I didn't mention I've just t- taken up Formula 4 uh, go-karting on the weekends um, <laughs> actually I remember I'll just say this I went to I went go-karting in Belgium once okay and I was very uncomfortable with it and like went mental and like made them like like get me out of, off the track because I got very upset about it. This is I don't know why this has come <laughs> like PTSD <laughs> of this like quite emotional go karting endeavor uh, on the outskirts of Brussels. But we can talk about it later. Um, I did stop at a uh, service station. I can't remember where exactly. Um, and it was somewhere in middle England that's essentially irrelevant possibly but basically it was it was so busy and they had people oh, yeah you, you had to queue to get into the main building where the toilets were um and you know it's just like i don't know why but the main thought in my head is like clinic the main image is like clinically obese people sitting with the doors open smoking fags 
uh, you know, Britain, but in a, that'd be the image of Britain, I guess, it's like the rest of the world. But, um, and yeah, it's just, it, uh, it, and it was absolutely packed and I was dying for toilet. So as I told Lee off air a couple of, like a couple of days ago, I had to wee in a bottle, uh, in a very strange angle because of those with a penis will know that the penis has to be below the bladder line, I guess. And it's not going to, it's not going to pee up. I don't know. But anyway, so if you just sat at car position, driving position, that is not possible to pee. So you have to do this strange, like on your side kind of thing. And then notice sort of looked up and there's like a trucker sat at his wheel. Um, and masturbating to put up so luckily I was moving so I had enough a load of stuff on my passenger seat um it's gonna make a terrible joke there but I'm not going to I had stuff on the passenger seat and then like so that was a barrier a visual barrier between me and the trucker the lorry driver I'm not gonna get too American sorry about that just just walk that back lorry driver and uh yeah I don't I don't think he clocked it um but then again that I mean, you know, I've not got a huge penis or anything, so it'd be strange if he did, um, you know. So from that angle, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a hell of a journey. But it it, it took five hours forty five the the drive, not the pee. Um, <laughs> and it's yeah, and it's one of those drives <laughs> where you like every kind of don't know if 10 miles or something 15 miles you're kind of hitting traffic and doing that kind of creeping along traffic which and that's the sort of time you think oh i wish i paid a bit extra and got an automatic rental car um <laughs> yeah so the journey was hell uh, uh yeah and and you know then i arrived and well we won't go into the two but now, you know i'm now in in sheffield uh it's the opposite. I'm reading a lot of Japanese literature at the moment, and you obviously the land of the rising sun. Uh, Sheffield's the land of the never rising sun um, because it's just, you know, slate grey skies f- forever. Um, but uh, yeah, part of me's like, you know, oh, it's good to be back. The other part's thinking, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> but I'd probably feel like that anywhere on the planet. So yeah. Well, why don't you move back to... Oh, no, Switzerland's just been taken off the uh, travel corridor. You can't oh, you can go, go back there. to Switzerland. You just can't come back. And this is the... For, you know, well, you can come back, but you obviously have to quarantine. But, I mean, uh, you know, like when you're in Switzerland for a while, after a bit, it gets a bit sort of like dull, but you kind of think, why would you go back? You know, if, you, if you go there and think, oh, I really miss the quality of life back home. I need to get back home. If they're like you know, far higher levels of COVID here and inequality and poverty, etc. Poor health cutting, uh, poor health outcomes and sort of like just lots of ugly people. Whereas, you know, over there, there's lots of healthy, beautiful, mildly authoritarian society. European. Um, but you know, I'll take a bit of authoritarianism for good looks and living to like longer than, you know, living in Blackpool or something here or Sheffield probably. Well, I mean, if you're going to stay in the UK, you might as well take up binge drinking and smoking. I mean, uh, you know, you did have your uh, whole Mad Men drinking whiskey or drinking regularly, smoking. I, mean, I haven't had, um, you know. Yeah, I, I haven't had a, a whiskey, I was about to say. I haven't had a whiskey. For, I haven't had a whiskey for about, 
This is very partridge. Oh, I've been whiskey since 2015. Um, and I just think whiskey tastes as petrol. I don't understand why people would drink it, really. It's awful. I thought you'd have a retort to that, but <laughs> you just can't be asked like yeah. No, um, I mean I I have like three bottles of whiskey on my shelf. Don't really drink them very much. Awful stuff. Um, um, I like gin. Gin, I've got got some gin. I got some nice. Well, gin you know, we have the gin. Some- Actually, we should have like a yeah. Do it well. We shouldn't because it's a bit lame. But we could we could do like a a thing a drink special of like a certain drink that we're drinking imbibing. Uh huh. Well, what and review the drink as we get Not progressively drunk. Not but like, yeah, it's a gin special. We might get a bit uh-huh, of a downer. <laughs> um, imagine that. Um, you, know, you know, pretend we're uh, living in 1830s Britain. Um, I don't think I, I don't really have to pretend, Lee. <laughs> 1830s. What are you saying? Be... Sheffield is still in the 1830s. Is that well, what you're saying? Well, okay, Sheffield's in the 1790s. <laughs> Um, but no, Britain, I think we've got the, what was it? The slowest wage grew- growth since the Napoleonic Wars. So 200 and something years. Uh, and, you know, what's the difference between living when there's cholera and living when there's COVID? I mean, you know, it's if it's if you're getting offed by one or the other, or, you know, what's the, what's the difference? And uh, don't want to get into COVID too much, even though we have already now. Uh, but we've Britain has now uh, totted up its highest weekend infection rate since um, May. So it's back, baby. <laughs> it's back with bang. Uh, well, I mean, I was thinking about this again because someone mentioned it, and I don't, I don't obviously want to go into COVID too much. Um, but when some someone was saying, because there's been these protests in Germany and the UK, oh God, yeah. and obviously the Americans just constantly being stupid. Um, going on about the, you know, it's nothing like the, the 18, I'm sorry, 1918, 1919 pandemic, Spanish flu, blah, blah, blah. And again, people are not taking into account antibiotics were not a thing then. And Mm. modern medicine is vastly improved from a hundred years ago. And it's sort of like, how, how are you not thinking about how is anybody not saying this? Why is nobody saying this? Why is nobody explaining it? Why are you so fucking stupid? Um, and it irritates me. Well, there was a very bad Stupid flu that uh, you, like, you must have read about it or whatever, the Hong Kong flu uh, in 19... I think it was 1969. And I be- oh, there was like tens of thousands of British people died from it, yeah, over like I think one to two years. And, um, and apparently it was extremely infectious and the outcomes, yes, yeah, it was very bad. Um and there was no, obviously, there's no lockdown. Uh, and it, it was a global event. And you do wonder about how... So that's the kind of thing you would have heard about it on the radio to some extent. But there's only a, only so much radio then. You know, obviously, you haven't got, like, a thousand stations. And it would be in a newspaper. But again, not everyone's reading newspapers. Not everyone's taking media like that. Whereas now this can just be like carpet bombed over everything but rightly because you know it's a pretty unpleasant global phenomena um mm-hmm. but it was like I, I can't i don't know i mean I, I think it was millions who had hong kong flu and it yeah it was um quite a dangerous flu and had yeah sort of similar mortality rates 
uh, but you don't really hear about it. And I th- and so uh, yeah, you don't really hear much about it. Um, and I just yeah, you just kind of think. I, I mean, I, 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 it is obviously a really horrible thing, but you wonder how much it, there's a part of it that is to do with the fact that it's such an interconnected global community now and just you know people will talk about it on social media and in russia and then it, you'll read about that in china or britain or germany whereas in the past people certain people like people providing news would discuss it and maybe politicians or health professionals but the general population would just like get ill or not and they'd know there was a bad mm-hmm. flu going around but there wouldn't be constant rolling news, constant, you know, updates on news websites, um, constant talk on social media. Yeah, there might be family talk, but how many people can you talk to or share a piece of information with six, 50 years ago? Um, not that many, I guess. A couple of dozen at maximum, uh, if you may, like five people. So they reckon that between one and four million people. Because it's a lot, lot less. And this obviously hasn't even been around for a mm. year in terms of COVID. And that was in its entire mm. entirety for the Hong Kong flu. So that is obviously quite a different scale. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, I, I guess given that it's not completely analogous. Anal- analogous? Anal- analogous? I don't know. Analogous. Analogous. Um, yeah. So just forget all that I just said. No, but there is something to do with the fact that I don't know. It's just. Um, but I mean, twenty-five million people have had it mm. now. And, um, and like, how many deaths has there been? Which, it's still like under a million. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's I like not that. bad. Like that's bad if you've had it and died, but that is. Um, and that is probably still a fairly high death rate in terms of compared to other, you know, relative to other you know illnesses in terms of flu and stuff because you know if it's twenty five million people who are ill you know there's still people who might recover or not recover so those those um, eight hundred nine hundred thousand who are dead that doesn't count people who are currently on their way to dying which there will be a lot of um, uh, eight hundred and fifty thousand deaths yeah out of twenty five million and then also that's that twenty five million is out of seven billion people on earth. Yeah. Um, so what you're no, saying is that we should all just get back to work. Yeah, I'm just saying forget not, it. Get back to work. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, no. No. But but then there's the other people. So what you know, it's like I just don't get why not wear a mask into the supermarket. No. Like it's literally the least you can do if you don't believe in it. Like I, I get it. Like if you don't believe it's a thing, like I get not wearing a mask. That like that has logic to it. That's like internal logic. I don't believe that exists. I'm not wearing a mask. Okay, I can sort of see that. If you believe it's the case, but you just like can't be asked to do like small things to even just to help other people. So if I'm wearing a mask, it helps older people. Um, yeah, when I go and like shout through their window and have a good cough. All right, Janet. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot to do around here. No, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, but then again, you know, people aren't rational. And that we, you know, like there's a lot of this where it's like I'm, I'm flabbergasted by so much that I see. But then you're like, why, you know, people choose to buy like tobacco products where they'll breathe in toxic chemicals that they know will cause them cancer, impotence if you're a guy, uh, high blood pressure, whatever, and they do it and they'll pay to do that. So people are incredibly irrational because we may all, I'll eat junk food sometimes that I know is going to, 
you know, damage, you know, my body in certain ways or whatever. And it just, so, so it is a bit naive to think, why isn't everyone just doing exactly what they should? It's a bit like, well, because has any human ever done that since time immemorial? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people are fucking stupid and, you know, can't, they'll cut off their nose to spite their face. I mean, it's the same like with drinking alcohol, doing drugs, doing anything. Basically, existing is, you know, going to kill you. Uh, no matter what. I mean, it's the same with like uh, petrol cars and stuff like that. Um, you know, the idea that we all probably realize having petrol cars is probably going to destroy the environment. It's bad for our lungs. You know, people that live in densely populated cities or areas or whatever uh, are likely to suffer um, lung problems as a result. Yet, you know, you don't see people scrambling for um, alternative powered cars well, actually no no i mean i oh. think uh, i believe i saw something about a month or two ago that was so now officially in britain it is the lifetime ownership cost of a an electric car has now become cheaper than the lifetime ownership of a petrol or diesel car um <laughs> meaning i assume more people are buying them i guess this is hybrids uh, mate, actually no, no, I don't know. Actually, I think it's like electric and hybrid. So um, more people must be buying them for that to have happened. I, I guess I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people, uh, I, the whole thing with these like rallies and stuff in Germany. This is it's always a strange thing because I don't know why. Like you sort of see German people as like more rational and sensible, um, but you know, there's loads of fucking idiots there as well. Um, and when I say this about people, I must just point out that like I'm idiotic and and irrational in my own ways, um, but like uh, well, I don't I don't have to I don't know why I'm pointing this out <laughs> as if people don't know that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just like on this I don't understand being sort of so blasé and nonchalant. Mm. Anyway. I can hear if, if if the audience is interested in this as Lee is, <laughs> then that is not a good sign. He's like drifting off. No, I was um, quaffing some uh, a beverage. That's why I didn't. Uh, yeah, just everyone listening, it's just fuck off and get pissed. Like Lee, don't worry about it. Don't listen to any more of this shit. Just turn it off. They can turn it off. Well, you could as well if you, you know. Uh, I could. I could just get, stop recording and just listen. You know, just, have you talk for ages and just be like, "Yeah, oh, I didn't, didn't go and didn't do something record. more interesting." Lee's <laughs> out playing pool in the Munter District in the Cheers pub. Um, <laughs> there's there's no pool table. Um, oh but uh, okay, well, I wanted. To, we kind of uh, have alluded to possibly talking about algorithms recently, oh a couple of times. Um, the algorithm Why? special. The algorithm special, yes. That don't do that, Pete. Um <laughs> oh, wait, I, I will that. edit I that out. I, <laughs> I literally like, opened my mouth, then I burped. I don't know. Um so obviously the big algorithm news recently is uh, in the UK the the schools exams uh coming out with um uh, very poor results for people that go to state schools and conveniently coming out with very good results for people that go to private schools based on how well the school has done over the last couple of years, lots of other things. But basically, the teachers that know the kids and gave them grades then had their grades downgraded uh, based on the performance of the school. 
And obviously, it disproportionately affected people that don't go to the best schools, as opposed to actually taking into account what the teachers actually think of students. Um, interestingly, um, it was suggested that uh, they might actually start using an algorithm to, uh, um, you know, uh, to figure out the rate of benefits people would get as well. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, which obviously is. An awful idea, um, mm-hmm. because what? Yeah. Well, an, an algorithm can't tell you the whole story, um, as much as you try to make it tell you the, the, to to get it to understand the story based on the you know the inputs that you can have put into them. They will always come out with flawed results. Um, you know, there's no such thing yeah, as but, a perfect algorithm. Okay, but. You know, also humans come out with flawed results. <laughs> That's what so human humans are making decisions every day on benefits, uh, as in the people who oversee the benefit system at the top and at the bottom of the system uh, that are replete with um, prejudices, uh, idiocy, venality. I mean, yes, an algorithm's not be perfect, but. But like what fucking human is sitting there just making completely like perfect plus um yeah fair <laughs> equal decisions I mean no, yeah, I that, completely agree like I the think school that- thing it's like oh hang on people going to shittier yeah schools are given shittier results because the algorithm the algorithms going okay we this this reflects society as it exists oh you wanted mm. a utopia. Right, well, we could have done that. Why don't you do that? Like, like it's the algorithm, <laughs> if it could speak, let's put it that way, might say, hang on, hang on. This just reflects the world that exists has been created as by human society. So we didn't, mm-hmm. you, know, you, can, you can recode this or program it so that, or whatever you do with algorithms, rewrite it so that everyone gets a fucking A <laughs> um, who works hard. I mean, uh, but a lot of people work really hard. They get B because they had... 25 other people in their class a lot of people work somewhat hard but or not that hard and get an a because they've got 15 people in the class with them so i mean some of this is a bit like it's very strange it's like i get it but some of it's strange like pearl clutching where you're kind of like oh my god there's like educational there's inequality and in educational outcomes it's, yeah it's britain in the world not like a hermetically sealed like uh, a historical computer program I don't, like the algorithm's just doing what it what happens anyway. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, to an extent, I agree. But at least you know when you're having humans look at something. I mean, yes, you can say that people are stupid, people are venal, no people have their teachers, own prejudices and things like that. You know, of yeah, course. But not. I mean, there's people can at least see nuance, which is yeah, sure. Not- I thought we've just discussed. Yeah, I mean, I get what you say. Yeah. I do, I do agree. But I mean. You know, you share my misanthropic outlook on things t- to an extent. I mean, yeah. I'm quite, I, I think probably both of us are like politics is fairly like radical or whatever left wing, but in a certain <clears> way, we're like quite idealistic politically, but also we're quite misanthropic in terms of just like we've met <laughs> people, including ourselves. And yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, the, the flip side of that is you can just basically look at anybody that works at the home office and they are an absolute cunt and should all be fucking strung up at the gallows. Yeah. However, you know, I mean, in terms of like entrusting everything to people, people will fuck up. Entrusting everything to the algorithm, then you're basically coming out with, uh, you know, 
let's codify how we stratify society, yeah, no, got, yeah. which is okay. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's so basically the uh, probably shouldn't have been basically shocked we should at the burn algorithm. it all down and start again. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't have been st- shocked at the algorithm's results. Yeah. I guess they tell us more. It's like putting a mirror up to things, sort of saying like, yeah, this is this is what's been going on for like decades. <laughs> like, and now it's just that humans aren't doing it but the algorithms and some sort of AI is kind of like coming out of that uh, but but that doesn't mean yeah you can follow that uh, to its logical conclusion or which would be grim or you try and change mm. it and the people now we're in this like horrible time where there's so many things where it's like who are going to be the people implementing the algorithm it's you know in this country you know right wing nutters people like Dominic Cummings and stuff and the old balls and his like number 10 unit. And you're kind of like, it might be an, in- an interesting opportunity to have like a different take on that and doing it in a more egalitarian way. But obviously mm-hmm. it won't be, it'll be a means of social control. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, but I, that's the problem is that, you know, it, it, it's, it's the problem with what's happening at the moment is that it seems to be a testing ground for even worse ideas than we currently have and that's what i find quite distressing and i mean you know you we can expand the conversation on algorithms to things like google and facebook and twitter and you know this sort of adherence to the idea that you know this is like we are leaving a lot of interactions and decision making up to something that is inherently flawed now again i mean you can go back to the argument that People are inherently flawed as well. Therefore, you know, one is no better than the other. However, I think the problem with algorithms is that they are presented as perfect solutions. Yeah, right. They're very rarely ever presented as not perfect solutions until someone points out all the reasons why they're not perfect. I mean, that's basically like what happened with the schools thing is that they were like, well, I mean, even though, I mean, six, you know, what's his face? Gavin. Yeah. knew well in advance that it, there was going to be problems because people fucking tell, told him there would be problems. But he was like, no, 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 this is the best yeah, solution. and he was taking the piss and out of he, the like, Scottish he, for like fucking it up there and then reversing course. He said, oh, we're not going to be doing that here. That's yeah. terrible. And he's just like, man, the chutzpah and the arrogance. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but that's the problem is that it's sort of like, okay, well, we've devised a system and this is the fairest way to do it because, you know, we're not in control like this, this is what the algorithm says. Therefore, this must be the, you know, the most impartial, not necessarily perfect, but best way to deal with it. And then trying to hold on to that view without getting into sort of like, well, actually, you know, the amount of time it took for him to come out and say, well, actually, no, we fucked that up was absolutely absurd. And they, and everybody basically was saying, no, no, this is okay, not going to yeah, work. But part of that, I will, you know, like I don't, I don't, I'm not defending Gavin Williamson because he's a cretin, but um, I don't think he's a very talented person. Um, okay, so we, the public, sort of with the media and you know the political class in general, have created this climate in which if a politician makes a mistake, everyone makes mistakes in their jobs. And we all know that because we've all worked, we've all fucked stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> you can't either admit to that or let it be known. And so you dig deeper mm. plus, uh, or you, or you lie or you, you know, have to sort of, yeah, cover it up or whatever. 
if if the public was a bit more forgiving, this is like you know non-party political, but the public were a bit more forgiving. It's probably a media thing because the media's got like like journalists and people in the media have like craft to create content and they've got fuck all else to do. So what do you do? You obviously like go after someone when you can, yeah, smell blood in the water, sense mm. blood in the water, probably not smell it. Anyway. Um, and you know that's 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 like so that just means that politicians kind of yeah just pretend it hasn't happened or they have to come out being you know the kind of shite that Williamson did, uh, and I I and he's not the first politician to do that of any political party they all do that in all parts of the world and because you can't just go like yeah you know, so for example I assume these algorithms are being used in numerous countries. Possibly, I mean, it can't just be in, in England and Scotland, the only place. And so, instead of them coming out going, look, we're not sure what to do about this because it it could ingrain like certain inequalities that already exist. That's what we're seeing when the the results yeah. are coming out before we like before they're released like publicly. They can kind of say, Ofqual, I think it's called, has like. Uh, notified us that some of this is a bit dodgy that immediately happens and it's kind of like oh god what a fucking shit show what a fiasco what kind of and so you have to like and it, it does create a sort of like it like blends into this sort of macho culture of kind of like fronting it out and bullshitting yeah that's why there are bullshitters running the country because you have to be someone like man, Matt Hancock who will just sort of like go on national television and laugh away when being asked about certain questions around government fuck-ups over COVID situation because you have to be a bullshit to get into government because if you're not and you're like an honest person that says, oh, look, well, I fucked up a bit, bang, you're out. Not because, like, your boss wants you out, the Prime Minister or whoever else, or even all of the public, but just because it comes a fucking story. So it's like, it's a spectacle. It's not really sort of your job is kind of like, it is running a government department, but your job is also... I don't know. It's kind of like part of the circus, uh, and it and, and you know like we know it as the public, the media know it, and the government know it, and we're all in on this. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a circus show, and and we need to break out of that mentality that you can that you can't fuck something up and change course. Uh, I mean, you don't want to take it to the level of this yeah. government, which is fucking things up every single week and then you turning to a, to a, you know just to extent where you're sort of spinning out the fucking stratosphere you're turning so much um right. so quickly no I, th- I think that's a really good point because i mean yeah, thanks the uh, the uh, <laughs> occasionally you have them pete i mean you know who knew um no i think that you know in in in, in life you know you are entitled to go back on previously held beliefs you know Preferably to become more self-aware and less of a nonce, but like, you know, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I mean, you know, people have abhorrent opinions and they shouldn't be entitled to wield them back. You know, I mean, you know, last week we were talking about terrible things that Joe Biden and David Lammy have done. Um, And, you know, like they, they can you know, whether it be like someone's all very like sort of right wing and they gradually move yeah, to yeah, the center sure. or even, you know, like that, that should be allowed, um, you know, to say, okay, like this was a terrible mistake and now I want to uh, revisit my position on it. However, yeah, but 
you know, but what you're saying, yes, I mean, the government should be able to do that as well. And it is a problem that it is presented as a U-turn, um, particularly in times where you're kind of relying on the government in the middle of a pandemic and general economic collapse and abhorrently handled Brexit negotiations. There's a lot of fucking things that, you know, that there have been U-turns. I mean, whether it's like the Windrush scandal, whether it's, you know, Gurkhas that can't get the sort of right of abode and military uh, pensions in the UK. There's lots of things that have been particularly fucking home office. I mean, seriously, all of them are guns. Yeah. I mean, th- they, they need to stop coming out with terrible ideas in the first place because they do it too often. That is really the problem. People, a- people electing the, but this is the pro- this is the thing we have to get used to is that people elect the terrible policy and idea people. Okay, for that we regard as the terrible policy people, it's the problem with the public, the pol- the bad idea people, or us in the sense of, I know it's not quite that straightforward, but you know, <laughs> we, we, no one fucking agrees with us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, like, well, let's put it this way. You know, obviously about 10, mi- 10 million people vote for Corbyn. That's not, like, no one, obviously. Mm. And it's, like, 12, 13 million for the Tories. So, you know, that is, uh, yeah, a bit sort of a stupid sort of thing, Wait, you know, sort of to characterization on my part. But but um, we keep losing. So, so um, I don't know. I mean, I think this government is a fairly populist government in a sense and it it does seem to be just yeah offering up the crudest form of what it thinks people people inverted commas the people want whether it's like hard brexit you know something like good boy johnson doesn't give a shit about brexit evil fucking way he's pretty he's convinced himself he does, and I think now he does because it's part of his political future and identity and journey. But beforehand, he didn't give a fuck. Um, and so it's not really leadership, it's just this kind of like riling up the populace. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, uh, and, and so uh, I don't really know what the point is on this. <laughs> but, but going back to algorithms, so... Yeah, like you said, didn't want to go into like Google and Facebook and all this kind of thing. Mm. But an interesting thing that obviously I think about sometimes is that if you use things like dating apps, yeah, the algorithm decides and sort of works out, and they make this clear, like in the apps, oh, we've kind of got an idea now. If you know when you're sort of swiping left and right and all this kind of thing, or liking people or not, and it's like, oh, now we've got an idea of who you like. So we'll show you those people. So it's like narrowed you down into, funneled you into a certain kind of thing, you know, that then it's probably difficult to break out of. And then it's kind of like, well, what if I wanted to talk to someone a bit different to who I like <laughs> usually would? No, 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 no. But it's a serious point because in no, the future, no. lots, of, lots of these things will, it won't just be like dating apps and whatever. And well, we're in that future and that is like obviously – people's future with their education now you know five years ago it might have been your search results and stuff like tinder now it's your whole fucking education <laughs> um and it is quite creepy when you think oh you know i'm just interacting with the people i'm shown but it's like why am i sh-? you know i'm being shown certain people that the algorithm that the app uses thinks that i should be talking to and that 
and even that has a way of um i don't know just kind of like uh debasing human interaction to a large extent well i mean i think you know in the modern age human interaction is essentially debased anyway i mean if you consider the way people talk to each other on on twitter you know essentially strangers in the ether podcasts definitely yeah but we're not debasing like you know i'm joking i'm joking no i like to think we can debase our audience you know cunts that um, sounds a bit weird (laughs) if you give enough money on buy me a coffee lee will debase you i don't know that's 15 quid yeah that would be amazing you know give me money and i'll insult you oh you're talking about that okay yeah (laughs) that's about debasement in a very different way Mm, well that you can that can be your thing on buy me a coffee um pete will piss in a bottle for you and i will tell you you're um not a very nice person um uh i can't remember what i was going for no no yeah so when when people interact with each other um they're not very nice basically (laughs) what (laughs) you fucking started in the blueberries haven't you um and and (laughs) out. Listen to that. Listen to that. Metal on China. Edit that out, Bofo. (laughs) I'm just going to leave that in. Just he's crying. That's not laughing. That's that's tears. Those are tears of sadness. Um. Oh yeah. By the way, just because they've turned their light on in their kitchen. I think the middle-aged woman next door saw me naked this morning <laughs> when she's putting out her washing, put her off her breakfast, probably. And then their dog came out and saw me through my window and starts barking at me. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off, mate. I live here. Fucking cheeky fucker. Uh, but yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think she might be saw my anus. <laughs> Um, well, dear I should listener, probably drop a note in apologising. That's uh, an image you can, uh, you know, walk away with from this. Didn't see the penis, episode. luckily. It's too small for a see from here. It's t- you know, tiny. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> she wasn't wearing a reading glasses. Just put it that way. <laughs> Although that wouldn't, you wouldn't wear reading glasses to see a penis from thirty feet away. Telescope, really? That's what you're talking about. Opera glasses. It'd be really funny if, like, you were walking past the window Magnifying glasses, and probably. she was just <laughs> sitting, sitting there with opera glasses. She'd be like, "Oh, well, maybe that's what you know it will come to." Um, yeah, maybe, maybe she'll enjoy these kind of daily, my yeah, calisthenics, my naked <laughs> calisthenics in Kennedy Towers, over overlooking her garden. Because this is this is weird, right? I think this breaks about fifty reg- like building regulations. So I've got. Like a large window, so that yeah, middle-aged women can see my anus from the garden. <laughs> Stop That's, I think, that. I think, I think, yeah, I think the owner, the owner of the place, sort of was like, it must be big enough so that people could know. So anyway, um, uh, but you can't open a window, and I've never, I've never seen that before. Okay, don't think that's that's good. Not that I wanted to open it this morning in that situation. I must point out. Okay. Nope, please. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really know how to react to this. 
Oh, okay. Uh, just, you know, you edit in you, like, laughing. All right, okay. Actually, uh, just another bit of order, a bit, bit, you know, something of, what's it? Order a bit of fucking hell. Just what, edit this into a sentence, what I've just said. And I am drunk now, so. Uh, a point, another point of order. Um, yeah, well, I, no, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss this with you maybe afterwards, don't worry. No, I'm curious now. And I well, think the it, audience no, is because curious. I'm that it'll come across as like a sort of like, well, I'm thinking of doing at some point doing like using Twitch. Mm. Yeah. Do you know, the, do you know the 90s TV show, Big Break? No. Oh, fucking hell. Well, you know, the six people listen to this probably do. So there's a TV show in the nineties hosted by Jim Davidson. Yeah. Oh, the racist. And one. he, yeah. yeah. And, and him, he had a, and it was a TV show where people played snooker. Okay. <laughs> this was like prime time on a Saturday night. Yeah, BBC One. Yeah. So it's a racist with a retired snooker player who would do trick shots, mm-hmm. okay? And then, like, couples would play against one another as, like, teams. Okay? This this was life in the 90s. So if you're, like, you know, 25 or something and listening to this, imagine that's, that's all you got. There's no Instagram. There's no TikTok. Uh, there's no hardcore pornography. <laughs> Um, there probably was just nothing. not on the internet just not on the internet uh, it's hard to get so um, you were watching yeah a racist <laughs> in a tuxedo um, presenting snooker Sno- snooker but like as a game show anyway so this is a huge phenomena at the time and I'm, I'm thinking of like doing a twitch type thing where I watch this kind of utter dross and chat shit about it which is just putting, pouring more meaningless drivel into the shittersphere, the internet shittersphere. Again, why would you use um, Twitch when we have a YouTube channel? Well, I don't know anything about the YouTube channel still. <laughs> but also, I think YouTube's very 2014-ly. Is it? Like, no, no one's using fucking YouTube anymore. Pretty sure that's um, not true. Apart from, like, not even Alex Jones. <laughs> he's moved on to, actually, it's a good video. It. Yeah, there's a good video of Alex Jones I saw recently where he, his wife tried to go to some springs in somewhere in Texas. Mm-hmm. She was turned away because she wasn't on a list and you have to be on a list now because of COVID. And it's like these very nice, like, natural springs or some shit that you can swim in and stuff. He, that Alex Jones, there's like four people who are just like manning the gates kind of thing. And they're, they're like lifeguards, but they're also just oh, kind I of checking this. people yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he went, he turned up with like the smallest megaphone in Christendom. And he ended up being like quieter than he normally is. <laughs> screaming into this shitty little megaphone and he's given these like teenagers grief because he's like talking about like the covid conspiracy and he's obviously not wearing a mask he's going up and barking in people's faces uh it's a good youtube uh, i think there's clips of it on youtube um so yeah look at it on the internet i guess and it will be on YouTube because, you know, that's where people post videos. But there's probably a thousand videos of like nobodies like me on Twitch watching it. And they do that thing on Twitch where they'll watch something and obviously you're seeing them. They're barely paying attention to it. They're just looking at the chat. <laughs> uh, and they'll like stop the video every like five seconds because that's like the attention span of like the presenters in the audience. 
So they'll like let it run. You're like, okay, we're watching the content. And it's like, then they pause it and go, oh, da 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 da. And you're like, fucking hell. This is like the world we're in now. But um, yeah, so I think I might, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> I've, I've read 56 books this year, right? That is a fact. Uh, but no one gives a shit. No, no one wants you to watch a bloke on the internet reading books quietly in a room. Do you know what can't, I reckon? Can't, can't there is any... probably a niche. Maybe There's you probably could... fit women. No, 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 no. It'll be beautiful women. It's like, follow beautiful women on Twitch reading books. That will definitely be a thing. It won't be like, follow a 35-year-old fucking twat man <laughs> in the north of England reading a book. Maybe if you read it aloud rather than... You know, be, be, yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, Roosevelt's fireside chat. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could, you could do it like in the buff as well. That Absolutely. would get the punters in. That would not get anything. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, sweet of you to pretend it would. But um, that would, whatever the negative figures are, um, <laughs> Twitch would like implode as a business venture <laughs> he'd be driving uh, all the punters away yeah and like Jeff Bezos would be like he'd noticed the sort of three dollars of, of his like x billion a day or x million uh, from Twitch going under like he's like why why you why's Twitch gone under that's how he talks I'd say because some fucking mantis was reading books in the bath <laughs> And then talking about snooker shows from the 90s, uh, naked, uh, with Jim Davidson. Who's Jim Davidson? And I, and I'd be like, oh, you don't know, you need to know about him. He's just a rubbish presenter. He went a bit racist, did jokes about Pakistanis and stuff. Get this guy in here. He seems great. Uh, he can present on Twitch. Wait, is Jim Davidson still alive? Yes, he's still alive. I don't know why I'm saying that, as if I'm following his career. But, uh, I think he, yeah, I think he is. And I remember someone. Who's the one that died? Oh, no, Bernard Manning died. I think, I, well, he has died in the sense that he's been cancelled. So he's he's died a death of sort of career death. No, no, no. Bernard Manning is actually. Oh, yeah, he's dead. dead. Yeah, yeah. But Jim Davidson, I remember going to see Doug Stanhope uh, in Royal Tunbridge Wells, of all places, to <laughs> see Doug Stanhope with a friend of the show, Aaron. Um, <laughs> let's get his mention. Oh, Aaron. Yep. Um, yeah. And I think like a week later or something was Jim Davidson. And boy, did we have a good time. Maybe you stayed for that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, we laid to Davidson. And so he still, he sells out. I mean, Davidson is a big hitter still. So this is the thing. You can cancel them off these platforms. It does help. Like, I think if you get like people like Davidson, like Alex Jones, if you get them off like YouTube and everything, that has probably stopped a good number of like depressed 16-year-old Americans from shooting up schools, pizzerias, whatever. But yeah, I mean, you know, Davidson still does his shtick to, to paying punters. We just don't see it on TV or hear about it. Well, that's something yeah, at I mean, least. But I mean, that, yeah, I can imagine that. Like, you know, there's sort of definitely places in, you know, the middle of no Well, even, well, I mean, I don't know whether Tunbridge Wells, Royal Tunbridge Wells, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Use its official title. Uh, uh, very official title. I don't know if that counts as in the middle of nowhere. I don't know anything about it. I mean, it. it sort of is. I've only I mean, ever met one other person from. It's, yeah. From Average World. I don't think it. Yeah, it's tricky to say actually, but I mean, it sounds like it sounds like it's a village. No, 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 no. I mean, it's it's a town. It's a largest town, I would say. Mm. Not that I don't know. It's hard really to say, but um, doesn't feel like the middle of nowhere. 
but I, li- I literally uh, have no idea where it is. It's even located it's in, in it's the in country. Kent. And yeah, it's like yeah, it, it, you know, it's like a wealthy place in Kent, probably like forty five minutes from London or something on the train, direct train mm-hmm. stuff. So you know, ideas flow from the capital to the provinces. <laughs> Uh, and 40 years later they reach Sunbridge Wells mm-hmm. um, well at least they get there in the end yeah yeah and it's a bit like you know I don't know um, uh, but interestingly there's certain things where like there's certain places where like being Sheffield s- some ideas never reach here but they're like in a good way <laughs> so like like what so like right wing awfulness doesn't come here and like the 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 world as it is elsewhere isn't really happening, so it's like very left wing. Like every single profile you see on a dating app, okay, uh, like is you must not be a Tory, <laughs> you must not be right wing. Like it is incredible, um, and yeah, there's there's not a single Tory elected at any gut, like official level, political level, whether it's local government. Uh, or MPs or whatever, or like council and everything, which is amazing. As someone from like the southeast, where you know I've lived in Brighton and everything, where the local government will swing between Tories, Labour, and Greens, so that must mean there's a shitload of Tories in Brighton, even though it regards itself as very left wing. Um, mm. And yes, yeah, so this is the first. It's also place. very wealthy, though. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, sure, but this is like the first place that I've lived in my life where yeah it's not it's not like they're it's not just not Tory controlled there are no Tories and it and it is interesting because I, I know some people who've like I've met people who kind of find this kind of annoying um and it's a bit like well one why would you come here <laughs> um if you know if you don't like that and, and there's this thing of like oh everyone agrees with each other and it's like yeah, but it's on like nice things. I, I kind of get it, but it's also like if it's just like we, you know, this is a part of the country that hates everything that, that's been done badly against the communities and the country in general for the last like, yeah, three or four decades. I think that's like an okay thing for everyone to agree on. And then, and then you can disagree on minor or like lower level stuff, I guess, you know. Um, well, that's nice. So yeah, it's kind of like one party state here, which is uh, which means it will be easier. You know, once I become supreme dictator of the north, uh, supreme leader. Sorry, that's a Freudian slip <laughs> of the highest order. <laughs> but I've come through. Supreme people will be ready for this. Like people were ready in Russia for Stalin for Stalin and Stalinism because of Tsarism uh, before it that preceded it, which meant the Tsar was regarded as a god. So it's very easy for Stalin to be, you know, in a sort of society of people who felt like, you know, the leader was a godlike authority. You just switch, you know, Tsar, Stalin. So for me, it'll be like, you know, the Peter Kennedy party. We believe in making things better for people called Peter Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> people would go for that. Cause, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we all agree now on this because we all agree on fucking everything, apparently. Well, I mean, I there's, there's about, something so. to be said about finding people that you agree with, though. Um, it is nice. I mean, it's a sort of it's nice that sort of collective community feeling. Um, it's yeah. it's not 
it's not uh it's not a given anyway um we're sort of coming to the end now are and we? Uh, i want yes News we are. To me. Uh, um well you know i mean we we have been uh running at an hour uh, it's only 50 minutes it's 52 minutes um count making sure uh, i've got i've got an eye on the clock um and also our usual 10 minutes last final 5 10 minutes ends up in some weird discussion about something strange Sorry, anyway i wanted to nintendo let's go carry on what <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. See you guys. Lee's going to play us out. <laughs> See ya. There's like audience noise clapping as you sort of do a Sinatra like play it out. Okay, Ren. I am listening. I You've should, got my I full put, attention. Put in, like, it's audience. 2020. I'm Mr. Attention. I've read 56 books. I can focus. Oh. Go for it. What, that's what I actually wanted to talk okay. about um, books. Oh. Um, I We potentially brought up well, I potentially brought up the idea of like reviewing a book a week, uh, a book every so often, not once a week, because <laughs> I can definitely not read a book in a you week. Got life, yeah. Um, I ex- well, I, I don't necessarily have a life. I just have other stuff going on. <laughs> That's basically that weird. Um, like, what are you doing? If you haven't got a life, but you're not able to read, it's like, what is the choice that you're taking other than that? I don't want to mention hardcore hard pornography again, but... <laughs> Um. Anyway, so break. what was the last book? You, what? Nothing. <laughs> I am actually reading a book, a very good book at the moment. Um, good for you. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> what was the last book you read, Pete? Oh, this is terrible because it's like very cliche. Um, because no, and I'm re I'm, cliched never. I'm rereading it. Um, because I I wasn't sure if I had read half of it and given up a few years ago but then I'm remembering it as I'm reading it and thinking oh no I got this far now I'm two thirds of the way through and I'm like yeah I think I fucking read all of it uh is Norwegian Wood by Murakami which is I I'm loath to read Murakami because Murakami books are what like guys who are trying to impress women read yeah and I mm. know this because I'm I remember a guy in a like social group that I was in about five years ago. Um, <laughs> even that just sounds weird. I'm not in anymore. Uh, because that group just, you know, dissipated really. So everyone went back to their own countries and stuff. Yeah. Um, so this guy would sit in pubs and stuff or come to events and he'd have a Murakami book. It's always the same fucking one. I think it was Kafka on the shore and he would leave yeah. it on the table and every fucking 26-year-old woman would think he was amazing, okay? And this appalled mm-hmm. me because it was obviously a move, okay? But it probably appalled me because I was like, why didn't I think of this, okay? Um, and, yeah, so so I do like Murakami, and I, I enjoy his books. Um, well, the three I've read. Um, although there are better Japanese authors. One is Yoko Ogawa, who I really love. Everyone should read uh, The uh, Professor and the Housekeeper, or it's The Housekeeper and the Professor, always forget that. Um, very quick book, very lovely. Even Lee could finish that in a week. Um, <laughs> no, 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 but even if you have a life, you could finish that in a couple of days. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there. I so, can read a book in a couple no, of I'm days. I'm not talking to you, but I'm putting this out to our thick like... listenership. You, know? <laughs> you haven't read a book for six years. No, I'm joking. Um <laughs> So anyway, Murakami, uh, yeah, that book everyone's read. 
can I just put in in a thing? This is a topic of discussion that you might not want to go into now because it's for you. It's gone half nine. Um, that's not dated it at all. The podcast. Um, no. Carry on. Audiobooks. I'm. I am mm-hmm. against audiobooks. Okay, and I'm against them because people. Okay, like if you have Spotify, um, which you can get this podcast through. So we're big fans of Spotify. And you put on your favourite Gary Newman album on your computer, you basically, you don't listen to that. You have it on in the background while you fuck around doing other things on your computer, okay? Hmm. Audiobooks are the same. No one sits in a fucking chair (laughs) with their eyes closed. Uh, Trousers off, no, with their eyes closed. Or just either eyes open, I don't know. Listening to the book and fully focusing on Maybe they do. False, I do that. Prove me wrong, kid. You sit, you, so you just sit there listening to it and doing nothing else. Yep. I mean, but that, in the that, summer, I mean, like if I okay. go sit out in the sun and listen to an audiobook. I mean, that, that's okay. If it's, if it's in your house and a chair, oh, thank that's... You. I'm, I'm glad you, no, but that, you that, approve. That, no, no, but that, like, that strikes me as mildly psychotic if you're just sitting in a chair <laughs> in a darkened room <laughs> listening to a fucking... It's like just get the book, man. Like just don't just sit there. Listening. No, but it's, sometimes it's nice. Like I, you know, like I I, I've, I've read Arcala's like natives, but I also listen to him read it. That's it's actually true, really yeah. interesting. Like listening to him read it is quite interesting. That, that also yeah, like but, bit, um, I I think, but I think it's a it's a late capitalism thing. You have let so what happened to breakfasts? This is a weird tangent. So you used to you used to eat a hot breakfast of some kind. Not you, Lee. I know you never eaten hot breakfasts. No, but it, so people used to eat a breakfast, like an actual bre- fucking mm. breakfast. Then or breakfast, as it's known, doesn't the, need an article. Yeah. Then Gary Kellogg, and this you know invented breakfast. He could eat in about six minutes, uh, and because you ain't got any time, you got to get to work. And then Gary Kellogg's son invents this cereal bar where you can, you literally don't have to eat it. You can't, you don't just eat it at home. You have to eat it on the train on the way. And then Gary Kellogg's son <laughs> dies. And you, what do you have? You have a coffee on the train on the way into work. You stuff some shit in your face uh, at the, yeah, at your desk. This is obviously pre COVID. So the same sort of stuff is happening to books where it's like, you've got less time and less attention span. So what do you get? Well, you can't sit reading a book unless you've got like, you know, my kind of life. <laughs> Um, of a like you know social reprobate or whatever so you you, you have this audio book and when are you fucking listening to it you're listening to it on the, on the commute you're listening to it surreptitiously at work this isn't like sitting reading a fucking book this is you know and it's like yeah it's like the same with music music's music people listening to an out like Trent Reznor always goes on about this where you know you're kind of checking emails while you listen to the album it's like you've got to fucking like you know in the 70s when you put on a fucking vinyl and there's nothing else to do you didn't have the internet you didn't have smartphones you listen to the entire album we, we are all aware of like how had, strange it was past, in the 90s yeah. yeah, no no exactly. but I mean seriously I think audiobooks it is a market that's created because of the demand because you can't you don't have the top people aren't given the type the you know the cleaner at the fucking hospital, ain't got time when she's starting work at 6am to say, oh, I'm going to sit and read some fucking Murakami. And I've got to feed my family around that. It's not possible, you know? Uh, and I'm sure that happened 200 years ago to lots of people in society. But I really do find it a kind of, uh, yeah, I think it's sad and a shame. 
that audiobooks exist. I know that's a pretty full-on statement, uh, but I wish they didn't. <laughs> and they exist for good reason, because people can't read books. Stop tapping. <laughs> I think the audience like can deal with a bit of fucking tapping. They don't want to just hear it. Like, no, but I can't. They, so. It's break smashing your eardrums out. <laughs> people aren't thinking we're listening to this in like, you know, uh, yeah, sp- space pods uh, where there's no atmosphere or something. Well, they haven't been to Sweden then. <laughs> they haven't been to the Munter district of Stockholm. Very little atmosphere. No, I, I, no, I generally, I, I yep. accept your point that you know, like that there is a, a late capitalism, late stage capitalism element to it, where we don't have the time to sit and do things that are would probably be inherently better for us. However, in the absence of you know the space <laughs> and time to be able to sit yeah. and read books for long periods of time without having to worry about going to work looking after your family and all blah 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 um it is nice that people do have the ability to be able to consume something that in a way that is convenient for them when they man's con- convenience man's convenient food all these things are there because something was taken away and you were given a debased form I think David Harvey refers to it as compensatory capitalism. So you're knackered because mm-hmm. you're working your ass for four years. So what do you get? A fucking holiday for two weeks, one week. Uh, you can't cook anymore because you haven't got time. What do you get? Fucking Deliveroo. Uh, you can't read a book anymore because you haven't got time or possibly attention span because, you know, the tools of capitalist control take it away from you. What do you get? Audiobooks. Podcasts. Shit like that, this kind of <laughs> shit. No, um, yeah, and and it and it and sports. So you have like uh, your sort of emotional life is controlled, and there's a sort of uh, you're not allowed to feel certain things. Do so I think so? You, so would you get you get sport instead? We get to like shout at strangers for you know paid to kick a fucking ball around or whatever. Um, so don't listen to this shit. Download David Harvey's podcast. And uh, I can't remember what it's called. Does something? Um, does, does he have an audio book as well? Uh, yeah, but don't read it. Read read the book. Just read the f- read a fucking book. Don't. <laughs> no, but I'm saying this is someone who was like hardly reading last year and the year before, who was like a vociferous re- reader when I was younger, and I found that very disturbing and depressing that I wasn't anymore. And I've had to make it a kind of goal, which isn't great, where you're kind of like doing it hamster wheel esque where you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm on, like, 55, I'm on the deserts, I want to get 60 on it. That isn't great in itself because uh, it mm. becomes a bit, like, compulsive. But for now, it's probably what is necessary um, to get out of the funk of reading. Um, and, you know, I know people haven't who, like, admit publicly they haven't read a book for five to ten years. Um, and all I would say is... Uh, if you know those people, uh, don't fuck them, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you don't don't want to be getting involved with people who don't read books romantically. That I think is uh, uh, a we're good, gonna do way, a book club. good place to. And we're going to start huh? with we're going to do a book club coming up. I'm going to start with an audio yeah. book <laughs> sponsored by. <laughs> well, um, I mean, if Jim you have Davidson's any suggestions, not you, Pete. If the audience has any suggestions for a book that I don't give a shit Pete and I should. Dash to read. Das Kapital. Uh, 
Uh, volume mm, uh, there's no dashing in Das Capital. Let's do Das Capital. We did the Grundris, and <laughs> we would, <laughs> we'll do that, which I believe is probably even harder than Das Capital. Um, no, we could do like a, a book club type thing, but it would have to be a side pod. So we'd, we'll have the ramble. We'll have the main show, the ramble, um, and then the book club. That that would be pretty good actually that's not a terrible idea when you edit this can you can you make your responses happen within like half a second rather than half a minute <laughs> i can actually um good yeah that, that's pretty no, I'm just, be occasionally i like to think about things before i speak pete <laughs> no 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 don't do that it, no one wants to like no man it's 2020 no one wants thoughtfulness no one wants consideration. No one wants like carefully worded and put, like arguments. People just want, you know, fired off horse shit. Alex Jones screaming into a tiny megaphone. I'm the Alex Jones of this show. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, got to keep it on the road by just yeah blathering shit. That's- if you stop, the wheels come off. So we got to just keep this like perpetual motion. Yeah, well, like I said, you are the perpetual motion engine of the podcast, so um, that's why why you do the majority of the speaking. Um, well, on that note, we'll we'll wait uh, for your suggestions to come in. Preferably, do not suggest Das Capital because just because it's so long, um, and I definitely don't have the, the time to read that in a week. No, I don't fucking want to read the Bible. Genesis. Genesis. Actually, actually, that would be quite interesting. Uh, a podcast um, on the Bible, but in like plain which English. Which is the Bible. one that's mental that the um, the Waco guy was was big on. <laughs> Let's do that. Oh, what is it called? It's like numbers or something. It's nuts. I oh, fuck, I can't remember. The Waco. Oh, um, David. David Koresh. No, no, that's, that's something else. David Koresh. Yeah, yeah. He he was like big on one of the books in the Bible, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, but it is meant to be absolutely fucking bonkers and quite scary. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a chance, yeah, this podcast could go Waco <laughs> in its own way. Um, sort of build a cult around it. And, well, uh, it's, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if it's one of the last, the, the later books in the Bible. Genesis, obviously, being the beginning. Was it, is it Exodus? No. Uh, no, no, no. It, it's like, it, and it's like really weird metaphor and like terrifying, like, like beasts from hell and all this sort of stuff. I can't remember. It's, it's very strange. And uh, yeah, well, you know, if, if you know, tw- contact us on Twitter, if you know uh, which, which was David Crush, <laughs> his favourite <laughs> book of the Bible. Um, if you do know that, you might want to, yeah, call some sort of helpline. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Koresh Anonymous. <laughs> um, all right. Well, on that note. Um, yeah, I think know. this is overrun now. So, <laughs> so on that note, the tank is smashing into the compound. The fires are taking over. Women and children stuck in the building. Flames are thrown over them. Uh, David Koresh, he killed himself hours ago. Um, and yeah, He's the David Crash of the of the podcast. I, I could I'm just be a cult leader. Person. 
I doubt yeah. you would def- there's no way in hell you can be an innocent bystander in that situation. No. If, I think if, I'd be, if I think there's I'd be any reason that leader. I would be like holed up in a building, like a burning building, <laughs> murdering people, it's because you drove me to it. Pete. I drove you to it. No, no, but I think I'd be a good I think I'd be a good cult leader, really. Um on many levels. Uh it is something I've had considered, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> Well, apparently you just lock people in a compound and just read the fucking Bible at them every day for like 15 hours. And they're not even allowed to go to the toilet and stuff. Um, and I, you know, maybe I was doing it on the way to that trucker. <laughs> sort of starting, trying it, trialing it. Do you want to join the cult? It's like, nah. So didn't ask you. Bye. Speeding off. This is a weird, this has been a weird podcast, even by my standards of talking shit. <laughs> Just edit out like forty percent. Yeah, algorithms probably not a good idea without you know, without care and attention. That's the thought. How would you know away. which audiobook to listen to next if it weren't for the algorithm? That yeah, is ba- the question basically we will every audiobook with. that is advertised as Stephen Fry and there's constant on YouTube adverts. Hi, I'm Stephen Fry and I've got so much money. I've decided to make even more money by reading everything on audio Audible forever. <laughs> You're just like, mate, why do you want to read books for fifteen hours? Uh, when you're like rich as heck already, I don't. It's like, hi, I'm. I don't know if you see these ads because you're not in the UK. Yeah, hang about, hang about. You read a lot of books. If you could get paid for reading <laughs> books, would you? No, no, but not books I've already read. I think. Although I'm reading really? Murakami again for free, so, <laughs> so just ascertain that that's bullshit. No, but it's for the love of literature. Lee. I'm not debasing oh, right. like Stephen. Yeah, okay. Stephen, I'll advertise anything fry. Who fucking will? I mean, literally, I, I don't think I know like anyone who's who's advertises more. Just yeah, he just puts his name to anything. I'm sure there are lots of people. We can we can discuss that next time. Anyway, we've gone on for seventy minutes now. Wow, um, what a lucky audience! It's a bumper episode. What a lucky one! You've got to edit this. Lee's got to edit this. It's a joy to be alive for him to listen to this. <laughs> when you had your health scare in recent years, you thought. I might never get to edit a 70-minute podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> if things yeah. turn south. Here's to all the getting through all of that. Let's <laughs> 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 be where you are now. Or maybe all right, you should have thought. That's enough. Say goodbye, Pete. Bye. Bye.